0: Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Let's get into it. It's the Monday edition of The Redo, and we are talking America's favorite team, America's favorite topic, the Dallas Cowboys, and the absolute beatdown the Bills gave them. And, you know, they got absolutely ran over, pun intended, gave up a total of 266 rushing yards. Over 200 of those yards were by James Cook, who just had an outstanding, unreal game, Josh Allen. Only had to complete seven passes. It's just, you know, going into the game all week, pretty much across the board, everyone was picking the Bills, and obviously that was the right choice. And, yeah, I mean, it was just there was no real fight for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, this is, a, uh, you know, everyone, all the Cowboy haters, they're, they're jumping up and down you because know, they're excited because, you know, they told you. On the road, Cowboys, not very good against a team above five hundred. You know they were right this time; it's for sure. You know, it just came in the game, they had a couple miscues early that really just kind of set the tone for how lackadaisical and ineffective they were going to be. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's the whole story. Here we go again. You know, the you get your hopes up so high, but then they just show you who they truly are. And that's kind of the reactions we're getting from everyone in the media today. You know, it's it's not unjustified by any means. You know, I don't think this definitely a week 14, week 15 game doesn't decide your playoff fate. You know, the Cowboys, you know, with Atlanta losing on Sunday, they clinched a playoff spot. So regardless of what happens the rest of the, the rest of the week or the rest of the season, they're in the playoffs. And that's really when you got to figure it out anyway. So they're, they've got that locked up, and hopefully they can figure it out. But, you know, this, is a, this isn't something we didn't already know about the Cowboys, about how bad their run defense is. I mean, we've it's been there the entire year. I mean, we, we've known about it. But because of the, you know, the deck, Prescott just lighting up bad teams or bad defenses at least, you know, and they're winning big, scoring 40 points, you know, we're – didn't have to worry about the run as too much because they jump out so quick. But in these situations, man, when you get behind the, get behind in points early, have some miscues, you know, then that team's just able to run it down your throat the way they did. You know, so it's, it's not a problem we didn't know existed. We just chose not to really. They just chose not to address it. But hopefully, you know, people are talking about this is going to be the hardest week of practice the cowboys have ever had you know hopefully from the from the miscues of penalties to just getting absolutely ran over i mean you know people were talking you know in previous weeks how uh bell the former defensive back who got moved forward to the linebacker position how that was such a smart move and he's done such a great job he did not i mean you have a 215-pound guy up there trying to stop the run, and you just see this three fifty six six lineman just run him over, and it's just like, oh, okay, that's a problem. That's when you kind of look at your linebacker core and you go, okay, that's that's not very – doesn't build confidence. And it makes you kind of think, oh, Shaq Leonard might have been a great choice, though he didn't really do too much against the Cowboys last week. So who's who's to say? But, you know, it can, you can look at it now and you can kind of make it, you know, here are the, here are the excuses for the Cowboys, you know, to kind of you know, maybe taper the blow of this blowout victory for the Bills. You know, they lost Haskins last week, who by no means is – or Hankins, as you will, as I said. And uh, he's not by any means, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Carr. He's not a, a big-name superstar by any means, but he is – their starter on the interior of the defensive line, big body. He really does kind of set the tone for stopping the run. I mean, the Cowboys haven't given up a 100-yard rusher all season. So, it's, except for uh, James Conner after that, they've been good for the most part. You know, granted, you know, to caveat that with the whole, you know, they go up so so quickly in the games that the team kind of abandons the run a little bit to try and catch up. But, you know, he's been a – Solid member of the defensive line, but he got hurt last week. And then you saw this week how they just got ran over. Is that uh, you know is that the reason? Probably not, but it definitely doesn't help. Also, there's about ten players suffering from the flu, just like Jalen Hurts is suffering tonight from the flu. It's just a little bug going around. So, you know, you got these things going around, just you know, a little extra excuse to maybe soften the blow. But yeah, talking defense. Talk about Micah Parsons, just a real non-factor, a guy who were kind of crowning defensive player of the year a little early, or maybe right on schedule. It's, you know, it's late in the season, but absolutely nothing. He had no solo tackles. Really, just kind of looked lost out there in the run game. I mean, you know, the showed highlights where, like, you know, they hand the ball off, and he's just kind of chasing after him kind of a weak pursuit and it's just that really it just kind of makes you kind of lose makes him lose value in a sense because like okay you're this great pass rusher you know we're crowning you this that sack machine whatever he he has the most pressures the most this the most you know double team wins or whatever just kind of obscure stat for a pass rusher but it's like holy crap as good as he is and uh defending the pass, he is maybe that bad in stopping the run. And that's kind of where you look at his his frame because he is a smaller guy. He's not that traditional defensive end, you know, the Aaron Donald or the Bosa brothers that are just huge guys. He's a, you know, he's a smaller guy. He's more of a linebacker that's turned into a pass rusher. So he's not as heavy as those guys. So he does get bullied in that sense when they're uh, running downhill on him. And even then, you know, they don't even – they left him unblocked a bunch because they just – they didn't have to worry about him in the rush game. Like he just could not track the runner. And it's just – that's obviously a problem. But hopefully, you know, I know I said a while ago about the Eagles defense a couple episodes back how at this point in the season you kind of are who you are. So I was going to say, oh, hopefully the Cowboys can drill something into him and, you know, scheme a little better. But, you know, at this kind of point, you know, unless they get – you know, they're players back from injury. They are, kind of are who they are, and you just kind of got to hope Dan Quinn, you know, the mastermind that he is, really can dial something up because you got the Dolphins coming up who, you know, they have a couple of really good running backs who have just been lights out all year. Uh, the running back, he just got his 20th touchdown of the year. It's insane. Saw a crazy stat where he had 19 his first three seasons, or the last three seasons, now he's got 20 this season. So it's like, this dude's having a resurgence, just nice, nice year. So hopefully the Cowboys can figure something out about the run. Because, yeah, it's going to be an issue, especially when they get to the playoffs and you're playing probably more likely to you know, The Eagles just lost tonight, so that still leaves the division kind of open. We'll see what all that does tomorrow. But I mean, if they get the fifth seed, they're more than likely going to play the Buccaneers, who and they got that running back uh, White, who's just been really good. You saw know, they Buccaneers have a good offensive line, so they can definitely run the ball. So that could be tough. And of course, you got the 49ers with McCaffrey. That's going to be just terrible if they decide to just run him down their throat. Possibly the Eagles. And after the Dolphins game, they have the Lions, who also have two really good running backs, and they've just been running all over people. I believe they said today that both the Dolphins and the Lions have top five rushing offenses, so it's going to be some uh, big trouble and Big D. Uh, Another thing, really, that people are kind of hammering the Cowboys are, kind of a little bit, they're talking about Dak. You know, like he did not have a good game at all. Granted, the... not the excuse for him but the he just offensive line was kind of rough you know they were just constantly pressuring him you know on the on the move and just he just did not look effective i don't know if it i don't know what the deal was him McCarthy, not on the same page with the play calling there just wasn't a lot there from your guy who up until that night you know or that day he was the leading for the mvp granted now it's he's dropped to third i believe behind Lamar Jackson and they're both behind Brock Purdy, you know, it was like a minus minus one ninety, So it's kind of indicative of the performances. So, I mean, I, I think Dak's fine. Obviously, I mean, when you kind of go down early, you know, they, they start playing the pass more and it's just, it's rough. It's just a rough game all around for everyone involved. And it's kind of really hard to put the blame on Dak in that game when just everyone's to blame. There was, so much, and really just, it really started early, I mean, the Bills had that opening drive, they're in the red zone, third and three games, they get the pressure on Josh Allen, he throws it out the back of the end zone, right, fourth and three, but Marcus Lawrence, uncharacteristic, you know, he's a veteran, really good player, gives him a little forearm shove, and pushes him down, and they get the rough and the passer call, so, half distance to the goal, first down, then they go, and they eventually cap it off with a touchdown, 7-0. All right. Cowboys, 3-0 or something like that. It was nothing to write home about. But, you know, they make a good stand And the next Bills drive, force the punt, and just uh, one of those special teams guys, he comes right in through the middle. Like, you literally probably just could have tackled the punter, but he chose to do some kind of, Jump thing, and he ends up the ball just goes like under his arms, like it's it's really insane. Like he had the punter dead the rights, but just absolutely blew it. And on top of that, he jumps into the punter and gives him, you know, the automatic first down. And they continue the drive, and it's just like, man, if he just would have, you know, do what they're told to do, which is to dive at the football, the leg, block it, you know, that could have been. Anyhow, he he was literally in the punter's face. Before the so I mean, you could have, you know, knocked the ball way back. You know, maybe recovered it for a touchdown. Shoot the way <laughs> right, you did the bounce right. now it could have been out the back of the end zone for safety. Who knows? But, you know, and they took the ball. They took advantage of the penalty and just went down, scored again. And at that point, it's just kind of like that's what I was talking about earlier. The whole kind of set the tone for the game. where it's like, oh, this is going to be, this has a bad feeling written all over it. And that's another part of it. The Cowboys are the most penalized team in the NFL once again. And you know, it's they always say that's a penalized team is a poorly coached team. So I mean, as much as praise as we can give Mike McCarthy this year for the play calling and how awesome it's been, and just how great Dax looked, your team is still just cre- creating so many penalties for no reason that just really sets you back and just makes it so much more difficult for a team that. You know, as everyone said all year, you know, they struggle when they get behind. You know, they struggle when they can't just dominate the, you know, a lesser team. And obviously, you know, we're seeing it then. When the Cowboys got behind against the 49ers, it was over. The Cowboys got behind, you know, early to the Bills, you know, this was over from the get go. You know, then Dak threw an interception late by that point. It was kind of like, it was already kind of over, you know, third quarter, so. And that's probably just them making a play. It was on a fourth down too, so just trying to play Hero Ball and that's what you get. Uh playoff implications out of this, you know. You definitely you're gonna, unless, you know, you're gonna lose out in the number one seed, that's pretty much a given. It's gonna to go to the 49ers. Eagles just lost tonight. Talk about that later, so they're still both teams are ten and four. I don't know necessarily how that works out with the the tiebreaker because I know it comes down to conference wins and that's a conference loss that people probably thought the Eagles had against the Seahawks. But we'll see. I think they would have the Cardinals and two Giants left for the Eagles, so that should be three conference w- wins right there, but now I'll, I'll get into it later, but Jalen Hurts looked rough. That offense looks just mediocre with the with a terrible defense or, you know, bottom five defense. So we'll see. And I still got hopes for the Cowboys. You know, it kind of all comes down to, not all of it, but it comes down to next week for sure for the Cowboys. You know, you're on the road again. Granted, you're going to be in sunny Miami against a team that's kind of the AFC version of the Cowboys in the sense that you look at who they've beaten and it's kind of like, oh, okay, a lot of, you know, people call them tomato cans out there. A lot of fluff. They just, you know, it's going to be still. Hopefully, hopefully it's a Cowboy domination, but it's going to be close. I mean, especially because if Tyreek Hill plays, I mean, even without him playing, you know, they dropped thirty points on the Jets after knocking out Zach Wilson. But yeah, it's going to be kind of a defining moment for the Cowboys. You know, it's they they lose two road games back to back against two you know teams above five hundred. That's just going to be chaos for them in the franchise. All right, I'm going to take a short break then get into some Tom Brady talk. All right, I'll be right back. Let's get into it. We are talking Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, retired this year, or last year, this is his first year retired, and he's... In the headlines again, this uh, came out later in the day, so I didn't see much of it on talk shows, but it'll probably make its rounds tomorrow morning, I'm sure. Let's get on to it. Because earlier in the year, he was talking about the kind of lesser quarterback play you know, in the league right now, and it's kind of like, ah, I mean, we'll kind of talk about his first comments a bit about how it's like, yeah, the quarterback play has been kind of bad this year. And, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, there's reasons for that. You look across, you know, the league and there's a lot of injuries, just a crazy amount of injuries to starting quarterbacks who are playing good. I mean, you look at Kirk Cousins through the first couple weeks, absolutely electric. Just I had him in fantasy and he was just dicing people up, dropping 20, 25 points, points a game for me. But, of course, season ending injury and that brings him, you know, Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs, great stories, but you know it's not that great quarterback play we're seeing. Joe Burrow's out, Justin Herbert's out. Granted, Herbert hasn't looked good all year, even with uh, getting Kellen Moore there with him. I mean, you could say a thing. Patrick Mahomes he's had some he's had issues with his receivers and just a kind of a lackadaisical ago offense. Maybe it's because their offensive coordinator left and went to Washington. You know, there's a lot of a lot of parts there. I mean, even the if you look at Dak and Purdy this year, you know, outside this last week for Dak, you know they've you know the one and two guys for the MVP, like their stats really aren't crazy comparatively because it's they're on track for I believe Dak was on track for about forty touchdowns for the year, which you know comparatively to Patrick Mahomes, I think he had about 50 last year he was so was on or about that time he was on track for 50 so i mean it's just there's not a lot of good quarterback play from you know your top quarterbacks because joe burrow, burrow struggled all you know the first five weeks of the, the season lamar jackson really you know they he's 11 and 3 so you can't really complain too much but if you look at stat wise i think he has before this last week he was at 16 passing touchdowns So, I mean, it's just kind of a down year for quarterbacks. And on top of that, the injuries. And you look at the teams that didn't really have a franchise quarterback going into the year. You know, Atlanta's a good example. They had Desmond Ritter. It was, eh, you know. They brought in Heineke for a little bit. And they're like, eh, now they're back to Ritter. So, it's just rough to watch that. Trevor Lawrence has been bad. Or, you know, average, if you will. Not bad. But it's just, it's a rough year for quarterbacks. So he's, he's kind of writing that, but people, you know, they're like, ah, you know, like, hey, it's only, you're only one year removed in the NFL. So, you know, you, it's not like you've left and all of a sudden every quarterback's terrible. So give him some grace on that. But into his recent comments that made the news, he was chiming in on uh, the hit from yesterday with Demonte Kazes, who got suspended today for the rest of the season for his huge hit last night. Or yesterday on uh, a Indianapolis Colts receiver, Michael Pippen Jr., and it, you know, it was a huge hit, and you know, it's one of those where it's tough to say, like, if because you know, he, I don't think he didn't leave with the helmet so much, and Pippen and he was, you know, def- obviously defenseless, and you can say he's trying to make a play on the ball, but just absolutely lit him up, and it was a real scary moment, you know. It's just I found as like you know, I think. Hopefully, a lot of us, you know, as we've grown older and watched the game, we've seen, you know, some really bad injuries over the years. You know, big hits. You know, it's not it's not that same kind of excitement. It's more it's kind of like, ooh, hope they're okay, as opposed to I mean I'm sure everyone remembers early 2000s that huge that video that was a the video of nothing but big hits to this to the theme or to the song of here comes the boom. I mean, I'm sure everyone who watches football has seen that video at some point. That was like made its rounds on YouTube back in the day when it first came out, and it's just I don't know how long it is, but the entire video is just grueling hits after grueling hits, and it's like, yeah. I mean, the first time I saw that, I was like, this is awesome, but you know, I saw it more recently, and it's just kind of like, oh man, it's just it's rough to see some of the big hits, especially when you see the aftermath of that guy just laying there, or like you know maybe twitching and, you know they cut the commercial they come back he's still down they got the cart out there the stretcher the ambulance whatever and it's just you know it's it's football you know it's a violent game it happens I mean people get hurt and bam. but it just big hits don't have the same kind of excitement they used to have especially when the the one being hit doesn't you know pop right back up it's tough it's tough to see you know, but uh, Tom Tom Brady's take on it was, you know, when these big hits happen, you know, it's everyone likes to blame the defensive player, defensive, you know, the defense. It's like, hey, it's their fault. You know, they need to not hit people as hard. But in this situation, it's kind of strange because, like, it was so close to the catch to where, you know, Tom Brady's point was, you know, it's this is kind of, you can say it's it's also on the, the quarterback. It's also on the play calling. I mean, you're you're knowingly sending your guy across the middle, you know, as that's part of the game. But you're doing that, and then you have, you know, a quarterback who's maybe not throwing the prettiest ball and putting his receiver in a position to where he's going to get lit up. So it's, you know, we, if we look at the defense, it's kind of like what do they do? Either go for the hit to make him not catch the ball or just let him catch it, then – try and make the tackle because that really that's a terrible idea in the sense of like you know the competitive competitiveness of the game just a saying I don't even know what you would do in a situation like you just kind of have to you know take it as it comes you know when it comes when these hits like this you gotta you know just throw the 15 yard flag on the defense you know and just keep playing on but it's I agree with him to the point of you know it's definitely you know should be somewhat looked at in the offense because, I mean, you're the one sending the receiver across that middle into that linebacker. Then you have a quarterback, you know, it's Gardner Minshew. So, I mean, he's had a really good year, been solid, you know, they're playoff bound as of right now. But, I mean, he threw kind of a not a pretty ball. So, the Michael Pittman Jr. obviously made the, you know, the adjustment on it and got just absolutely destroyed by it. But, now you can't just say the defense needs to tackle better or be more aware, make better decisions. Like, they're in the heat of the moment. The ball's coming out, and the guy's there. I mean, at the end of the day, like, these guys, they don't want to hurt each other, I'm sure. I mean, no one, no one's active, like actively trying to kill one another unless, you know, the bounty gate, but different story. And, of course, uh, DeMonte got the suspended for the rest of the year, which is, you know, that's a bit much. You know, you, you gave him the the penalty. They got ejected immediately. There was no re-looking at it. So that was kind of, you know, heat of the moment, I think, for that because it was just – it looked really bad. And, you know, luckily Pittman got up and seems fine. I concussed, obviously. But, you know, the damage was done. The defensive player was out of the game and continued on. It's it's tough though. It's one of those where you there's no easy fix. It's kind of like with the how they're talking about the hip drop tackle, trying to get rid of that. And it's just like how how do you do that? How do you coach that away? It's just it's tough. And I don't know. I definitely don't want to be the one having to make the call on that kind of decision. So lucky, lucky for me there, I guess. But I'm interested to see what people. We're going to say about this uh comment from tom brady granted you know we're kind of looking at like uh here's tom brady again you know more you know armchair you know monday morning you know analyzing things which i mean if there's anyone going to analyze quarterback play and, and be critical of them it should be tom brady but you know it's just it's one thing when you know players you know once they retire get a little old you know they get on social media you know we've seen it with you know uh, Joe Namath over there uh, from the Jets, you know, he's kind of been I didn't know about it, but I remember someone showing, showing clips where he's just been eviscerating Zach Wilson for a couple years, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know this was going on, you know, another old-timer, Super Bowl champion, obviously. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I you know, he just uh, had a really serious injury, broke his hip, so I'm not going to speak too negatively, but he's been really critical about the NBA for years, and just you know, it you look at the kind of the history of the tweets, you're just kind of like, oh, it's just kind of, and you think, ah, oh, older guy from his era, granted all-time great. So, you know, his points and, you know, his his critiques are valid, you know, but it's just like, ah, you know, do you, just, I don't want to be too rough with it and say, oh, old man yelling at the sky and all that. But, you know, what so maybe, you know, it's going to become like a new thing with Tom Brady where he's just... Every so often, just chiming in here and there and just nitpicking everything, which it'll be interesting to see what more he's got to say. All right, coming up next, Monday Night Football just ended, and the Seahawks beat the Eagles in pretty dramatic fashion, actually. So I'm going to be right back before I talk about that. Let's get into it. Monday Night Football just concluded. And the Seahawks pull off the comeback with Drew Locke at quarterback to win 20 to 17. This was a I did not see this coming when I saw Geno Smith was not playing tonight. I thought it was, I thought the Eagles would win if they were playing Drew Lock. Uh, both Geno and uh, Jalen Hurts were both you know on the questionable for the better part of the week. You know they had some kind of sickness going on. Jalen played, Smith did not, and. To be honest, it was a really it was a close game the entire time. Uh, Eagles looked outside their first drive, which was, I believe, 15 plays, lasted about nine minutes. It's like, holy crap, this was just a methodical just drive, just topped off with a Jalen Hurts tush-push. Or no, it was a three-yard run, and he finished with two rushing touchdowns. So it was just... You kind of look at them and like, okay, so from this is what's going to happen. They're just going to run the ball down their throats, pick up first downs, and just drain the clock all night. But not the case. You know, Seahawks fought the entire time. You know, they was got the ten ten. Seattle scored again. They kicked the field goal, and then some some real heroics from Drew Locke tonight. I mean, that uh, that touchdown pass at the end there, that back of the end zone. Like, man, that was a thing of beauty, and for the his receiver to make that fingertip catch and just he, drew lock made a lot of good passes on that last drive. That one, the Metcalf on the sideline, just, Oh, it's just, he's watching, you know, you kind of thought, Oh, it's drew lock. What's going to happen? But he just, he did it to his credit. And that's his fourth, uh, fourth quarter victory or less. Like, yeah, combined victory. I think they were saying in his short career. So I was like, that's impressive. And, you know, I think at a certain point, Late in the game, Metcalf had like one reception for eight yards, but he obviously stepped up there. They got him the ball, got their best player, and he made it happen. That's great. Then Jalen Hurts on the other end, of the the spectrum there just not a strong showing. You know, what you wonder how much the sickness is impacting him, but at the same time, you know it's you know if you're out in the field, you're good enough to play. So figure it out. But no passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, under 200 yards passing. I mean, it was just, I think he finished like 60 yards rushing. So it just was just another kind of unimpressive, unimpressive night from Jalen Hurts. And that is their third loss in a row from the 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, and now the Seahawks. And that drops them down to 10-4 along with the Cowboys. after They lost to the Bills. Now they're still... Still tied for that top division spot. They're probably both taking themselves out of the number one seed conversation. And it's just, you know, you got to think what's going on with the Eagles. You know, I could still say, and people were saying, oh, it's not time to panic because, you know, you lost two in a row. But it's still a 10-3 and three team. So and you're still, you know, right there at the top of your division. So it's like, why panic? It's like, oh, no, you're 10-3 and three in top of your division. Yeah, but now you're 10-4, and four, three losses in a row. Your offense doesn't look good. Your defense, you know, not. it's also not very, you know, nothing to really right home about. They did a lot of changes, too, like a lot of sneaky changes. You know, the, the more obvious one was the Matt Patricia was going to be on the field calling the plays while the defensive coordinator was up in the box. But, I mean, Matt Patricia, you know, he's the, you know, famous defensive coordinator from the Patriots team when they were winning Super Bowls. Went to the Detroit Lions and kind of just flopped there incredibly hard. You know, had his little snippy, little combative with the press during, you know, the conference, the, the press when he's dealing with them after games, before games. Just he did not do well as head coach. And now he's over there with the Eagles. And, you know, people were, had some hopes for him. I mean, granted, it's only one game of play calling, and they, you know, gave it 20 points to Drew Locke, though. So just, ah, they made a lot of made a lot of coaching changes this week. You know, so it's a, you know, they're saying, you know, no one's panicking, but when you're making a lot of change, I think it was the linebacker coach was changed. I mean, obviously they had a uh, big play slay out this game, so obviously hurt you in the secondary. But, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, when you look at the team, you know, you don't look at the record and you just look at their last couple games, really even the games they win, you know, you're kind of just like, that is not a Super Bowl contender team, in my opinion. I mean, they above all else, they find ways to win, which is great. But losing three in a row to three, well, two good teams in the 49ers and the Cowboys. And the Seahawks, they're, they're not bad, you know. And the, kind of the good thing about the Seahawks winning the night is now they're 7-7. Seven and seven. So that means that's another team the Cowboys, you know, they have, have beaten that are at 500 at least, so, you know. That's good for the Cowboy fans out there. I just don't. I don't know where you go from here with the, the Eagles. It's tough, you know. Jalen Hurts is. You got to figure out what's going on with him. You know, the big story with him all week was, you know, this video of him having to practice falling with the ball over and over again because he obviously he fumbled in the the Cowboy game, gave up the ball. So, and tonight, you know, he threw two interceptions. One was the game ender there. I mean, it's just, you really just, I think it might be time to panic a bit. Granted, they do have the Giants, the Cardinals, and the Giants again. So there's, you know, three kind of softballs thrown their way that they can hopefully, for their sake, correct things and hit it. But, you know, if they drop one of those games to the those teams, that's going to be a real, you know, indictment on them as a team. So... Remember, they did lose both their coordinators in the offseason. One went to Arizona, and I forget where the other guy went. But, I mean, there's a lot of changes there. You know, they haven't looked dominant all year. So it's, you know, I think they're finally getting bit by the whole. You play so many close games, eventually, you know, the ball doesn't bounce your way this one time or second time or third time. So they're definitely going through it right now. Um, I'm excited to see what Richard Sherman says in the morning on Undisputed. You know, and he, granted, he picked the Seahawks against the Cowboys because, you know, he is the future Hall of Famers, football champion from the Seahawks. And, of course, he picked the Seahawks against the Eagles, you know. So, we will definitely excited to see him get all excited about that. All right, and that's all I got for that. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening to Daily Sports Show Redo. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll see you next time.